1: Happy Tuesday, Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Adora Boys are in the building. Your boy, Sean Davis, and SD2 Mikes, and the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire. He's backstage. He'll be popping on in a minute. We're brought to you by Adora Whiskey. AdoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. Today, spring pressure. What player or position groups are under pressure this spring and might be feeling the pressure? We'll talk about that. Then we'll delve into the safety position. Other than defensive line, safety was right behind uh, them and that group as far as questions amongst the Notre Dame fan base defensively. Chris O'Leary met with the media and some of the safeties met with the media and maybe some of the things that they said will alleviate some of the anxiety that some of the fan base has about the defense going into the spring game and the off season right before fall camp starts in june and then we can only start by talking about how the college basketball season ended last night right I'm here in Chicago before we get to that. And it is a beautiful day. It's supposed to get up to like mid-50s or something like that. And it is a historic day as well, man. It's like a big time mayoral race. Mayoral race. Had to make sure I pronounced that correctly. Going on in Chicago. And seeing that I live in the burbs, I don't have a vote. But it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out historically for this city. I know some of you guys watching are pretty much in the city. And get out. Vote. All right. Get out. Vote. And we'll see how this thing turns out for the city of Chicago later on this evening. Interesting. UConn defeats San Diego State last night to win the men's basketball championship. The game went the way I thought it would. It went the way I thought it would. I thought UConn just had too too many answers, right? It just had too many answers, too many counterpunches, too many counterpunches, not just for San Diego State. It's pretty much Iona, ironically, Iona probably gave them the toughest game in a tournament. You know, which is incredible because now (laughs) Coach Patino is once again back in the Big East with St. John's. So he'll be facing off against UConn next year. So it's going to be very interesting because Iona gave them a very tough run until UConn secured the game. And uh, UConn was one of only three teams to win every game by double digits in the tournament just a flat out dominant performance. Um, Shout out to Danny Hurley and the Hurley family, his legendary father, who was a high school coach back in Jersey City, his brother who's the head coach out there at Arizona State right now. The question, and I didn't know this until I saw this stat, in the last 25 years, Connecticut has the most championships men's basketball if i'm not mistaken if i read that correctly right the last 25 years i think since 1999 connecticut has five and that's the most by any school that's pretty impressive and they've done it with three different coaches which is even more impressive right um of course the architect Coach Calhoun, and then Kevin Ollie came in, and uh, I, Kevin Ollie came in. I believe he beat Michigan to win that championship, and then after Kevin Ollie, to come back and get this fifth one with Danny Hurley, yo, know, that's that's impressive, and they've really done it almost quietly, man, like. So much focus is on Duke and Kansas and Kentucky and other Blue Bloods and Connecticut just very quietly has done it. And it made me think about Notre Dame. It really made me think about Notre Dame 15 years from now. And 15 years from now, will the narrative be, you know, very quietly, Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman have been able to do Blank. So, I guess that's the LL question of the day. Like in 15 years, what do you think the narrative is going to be? In 15 years, Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman have been able to do blank. You fill in the blank. Fill in the blank for me. Very interesting. Go ahead, subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you smash that like button make sure you hit the notification bell If you smash the like button it helps with our views we greatly appreciate it every time you we go live if you hit that notification bell you'll know and every time we post a separate video you'll know as well and then don't forget about our daily downloads now we're backlogged this week i want you to know our youtube page and our download page are not dropping the same day this week We gave so much content with two hours on the practice report that we dropped the defensive report separately on yesterday. We dropped the offensive report separately today in two parts. And then yesterday's show is going to drop tomorrow morning. So it's going to be that way for the rest of the week. Like if you want to catch the YouTube show, you know, it's current. The download is going to be a day behind all the way through Sunday. Well, we'll not only drop the best of Lucky Lefty, this week is going to be former Notre Dame linebacker Pete Bursich. Former linebacker Pete Bursich from the University of Notre Dame. Great interview we had with him. He's going to be our best of Lucky Lefty this week, and then we'll drop Friday's show along with that this weekend. All right. And then we'll catch up and get back to our normal uh, sourcing of downloads, which is pretty much as soon as the show ends, we start uploading to make sure that you're available to get that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content. Home of the Misguided Passion. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we
2: spin it different.
3: Left. What's up, baby? We here. Live and live and in the prime. I'm telling you You that. can play
1: the left because there ain't no right in me. Okay. Yeah. I have to yeah. bust out that rage. I have to. Hey, man. I, I think. I think I'm going to create an Ohio Boys Notre Dame t-shirt. Ooh. Ooh. What do you think about wait, that? Wait, wait,
3: but you, but you, you, I would like you hold to on, left. No,
1: I see, I'm fair, left. I <laughs> give, I give love to people that deserve love, left. Come on now,
3: I'm <laughs> fair, think cool. it would be cool, it
1: would be cool. I'm fair, I'm fair, <laughs> no, but I uh, you dope. I've heard about one of the Ohio boys today, and it's making me think that we might have one.
3: Okay. Now who is now who we talking about? Nah, we're, we're,
1: we'll, we'll get to it. Okay. But it made me think like, man, I might have to start a Notre Dame, Ohio boys t-shirt.
3: It wouldn't be bad. Would be Ohio bad.
1: boys.
3: Then yeah, you would get a lot of love. You know, half of the half of the uh Ohio is Ohio State. Then you got your Notre Dame fans in Ohio too. They don't like talking about it too much.
1: Mm. See, I gotta find somebody to design it right though what it was like them whole ohio boys with like the names of all the ohio Lettermen that ever came through i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to jump on it okay. i have to try to jump on the design i'll jump on the design it. left what are your thoughts about the game last night did it go the way you thought it would go
3: the national championship game yeah I mean, for San Diego State to really make it as far as they did, I just really was appreciative of, like, just the fact they made it that far. So I didn't really – you know, I was looking for an upset just because it would be a great story because when – how would that make sense? You know, you're looking at college (laughs) college basketball history, you see a bunch of UCLA's, you see a bunch of Virginia's, you see a bunch of big-time schools, and then in 2023 – San Diego State was the best college basketball team. So I thought for the story itself, I was like, okay, it would be cool to root for them. But UConn, I love the fact that 65% of UConn's roster wanted to go to Syracuse. And then, I mean, like they're a home, hometown area team. So regional teams can win the championship, It proved. And the East Coast has a lot of great teams. And UConn is a program that's well-known. And it's good to see a well-known program win give some uh, res- restoration uh, yeah. to a to a program that girls men's and men uh, and women in the not so distant history were very prominent dominant powerhouse basketball programs and it's good to see them making a surge again when a lot of people probably didn't expect them to really uh do it so it, it- <laughs> and it also shows you how awesome a playoff system with many teams can be which can give us some hope on the Notre Dame side that you may have a team that's historic like Georgia. But they can lose because of the way the tournament is set up to anybody because of the stakes, because of what it takes to get there. And, you know, us being an independent roster that's always built on either winning or not winning, a championship is no in-between. I think we're much more built for a second season like this playoff bracket would be. Cause we're prepared week to week is every, every chance we get is a week to lose an opportunity to get a championship. And this playoff system fits us more. So it relates to the NCAA t- tournament, a team like San Diego state can go all the way. So a team like Notre Dame can go all the way when there's 12 teams in the bracket. So I think we in a good position.
1: I got Jay Lamont wants us to tap in on this before we start talking some college football and Notre Dame tank versus Ryan Garcia. Look, You are, I'm Team Tank. Ryan Garcia, they both talk a lot of trash, but I've been on Javante Davis for a long time.
3: Javante Davis is a beast. Now, I think Ryan Garcia has the right attitude going into the fight. You know, he's playing some psychological games. He's good himself, but, you know, I got to ride with Tank on this one. I just think if he just gets one shot, that's just always a dangerous thing to have. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it's like yeah, you can break down the fight, but if he get that left going, just yeah. one time, what? That's like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson just needed one. So oh, you know, yeah, you got another skill fighter, but at any moment, like Deontay Wilder, yeah, and a man could just and then you'd be like, damn, all that practice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jay Carr says UConn is kind of becoming a blue blood. Hey. In the last 25 years, they have the most national championships in men's college basketball at five. Uh, There's really nothing else to say. There's There's really nothing else to say. They can stand today and say, we are the best men's college basketball program in the last 25 years. Wait, 25 years? In the last 25 years, they have the most national championships Oh, that's amongst men's basketball programs, that's true. That's and they've done it in the shadow of Gino Oriyama and the women's basketball program. Honestly,
3: so in the oh, if you're including the women's, of course.
1: No, I didn't. That's not including the women's. That's just men's.
3: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they've been they've been really good for a stretch. Had a dry period and won. Really, when it was like, how did? (laughs) That's they
1: won it with three different coaches. They were un, they were unranked going into the season. It's a number, a four seed. It's it's an incredible job, man. It's an incredible job. I love the makeup. Let me tell you this, because they don't have like. Hawkins has an opportunity. Hawkins is a guaranteed lottery pick if he comes back next year. He's probably borderline lottery right now if he leaves. so no go, he could come out, but he's not a lottery pick. And you know, a lot of people expect him to go back. so they have a chance to defend the title next year, which would be crazy if they go back to back with the fact that Hawkins, he has the ability to go back and they're bringing in like, one of the top 10 freshmen in the nation. But it's and they,
3: not better than Kentucky's freshman class that should win it next year.
1: Oh, dude. The number one, two, and number 10 players in the country. Dude, I, I told you, I'm out on Calipari. I don't, dude. Just not making it to the Sweet 16 with all that talent.
3: Yeah, it's just, yeah, you, this is a fireball offense at this point, you know. He's getting
1: to that point. This was the LL question of the day. You can go ahead and take a take a punch at it, left. We're talking narratives, right? Mm-hmm. And talking about what UConn can claim over the next 25 years. And f- 15 years from now, what will the narrative be? Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman have done blank over the last 15 years. Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame have done blank.
3: Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame have done three things. Made us a top five recruiting class every year. Mm -hmm. Three years. Okay. Or five years, right? We'll have one championship. Mm -hmm. And Marcus Freeman will get a pay raise in the next five years. Recruiting will be top five. We'll have a championship and he'll be one of the highest paid coaches because he'll win the championship. Mm. Those three things is going to change the narrative of Notre Dame where we can enter into dynasty phase. So in the next five years or three years, we'll enter into our dynasty phase, provided the recruiting stays right, Mm. which I believe is only trending upwards. Where we're gonna sneak more five stars than previously expected. But then also, I believe we do have a franchise guy in the tank and another potential that's coming in. I like the way we're recruiting. I mean, we even go over the film of the kid yesterday,
1: right?
3: Deuce right? Deuce night. Deuce night, just the just the attempt. Give me goosebumps. Because everybody knows if we just recruited in a different way in a couple different spots, everybody knows the potential with what Notre Dame can be.
1: Let me just give you a bit of <laughs> intel, a bit of <laughs> intel, right, on why Gino Gadulli is already paying dividends. The first thing out of Deuce Knight's mouth when he talked to Ryan Roberts at Irish Breakdown about his visit. Is how calmly Gino Gadulli teaches his quarterbacks in practice.
3: Oh, I believe. Look how he talks in the thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, he's
1: like hit. <laughs> Right? Imagine if that had been Tommy cursing up a store with Deuce Knight standing there.
3: Man, Tommy would have been like, man, you got to stand on the sidelines with everybody else. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> Pretty <laughs> you much.
3: He said, I'm over here trying to do a job, man. You can't be in the way. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, hey man, what's up? Where are your sandals at? <laughs> hey, you just got to take the three step like this, man. Just chill, dude. Just, which I think is, I just think having a presence at quarterback coach is great. Mm-hmm. It's just a comforting voice. Yeah, for a quarterback, when you're a top quarterback, you're thinking of a couple things. How can I get to the league? How can I get developed by doing that outside of just. Playing well, and that usually comes from having a great relationship with your quarterback coach. Not having one there, you're like, Oh my goodness, I'm on my own, and I just got to rely on talent and the luck of the draw. That the quarterback coach, I mean, that the offensive coordinator is thinking about me in the offense. That all the things go right will be all right. Yeah, having a quarterback coach, like I, for instance, at uh, when I was getting recruited by Nebraska, I had a really good relationship with Tom Herman at the time. No, you
1: got recruited by Nebraska, bro? Yeah, I was going to go. What was the uh, – what's the vibe like? Like, that's a school that's all about football, bro.
3: So <laughs>
1: – That so had to be a
3: crazy visit. My my first recruiting coach, like the guy that – you know how you got your high school guy that's your plug. You know, he just – he just know how to talk. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was a huge Nebraska fan. hmm and at the time, I'm like, man, Nebraska who know, but you know, <laughs> I'm Midwest, so I'm thinking of Ohio State, you know, that type of thing. He's like, man, Nebraska, and this is right before, remember, Nebraska went to the Big Ten in like 2013, so they right. were still in uh, Big 12, Big 12. So I'm really not thinking. And Taylor Martinez just was there, you know, Taylor Martinez was hype in Nebraska, so it was a huge deal at the time when he was like, Nebraska's man, he was telling me how. They don't have any professional teams, so Nebraska was the only thing and how that's such a big deal because they really, really care Facts. about Nebraska football. And so I started getting recruited by them. And, the the in fact, Tommy Armstrong, who was the quarterback there, it was like, oh, you're just like Tommy Armstrong. Because, you know, Tommy Armstrong just throw it deep all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm, like, kind of get interested in Nebraska. And so I'm getting on the phone with Tom Herman, who was the coach at the time, and him being the quarterback coach, it just was so comforting that he—I felt like I was there. So I all the way feel what Deuce Knight is feeling because it feels like okay, like damn, I can jump in the quarterback room and and, and compete today. So I was really interested in, in, in Nebraska at the time because so I'm like, who they even got? You know, they—they they huge. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all about the fan base. That's all he would talk about. He was like, listen, you think Jesus was popular? <laughs> He said, the quarterback in Nebraska? What? Mm-hmm. He said, that's yeah, college, nobody, yeah, not, cause Nebraska's not known on the college landscape like it was back in the day. But nothing changed from back in the day of the love the fans had for the school. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just not winning championships. So he's trying to convey like, he's like, do you know what it's like to never have a game not sold out? Win, lose, or draw. And he said, We haven't been great. And and fans act like we Alabama, <laughs> you know, and just having a, but the whole story is the point of having a quarterback coach is a comforting feel that you get from it that you can be one of the guys. And and Gino Gadooli mentioned that about Kenny Minchie. Mm-hmm. He's one of the guys, he fits in, and that goes a long way when you have a quarterback coach. Tommy wasn't gonna say that because Tommy can't focus solely on the quarterback room when he's got to coach the entire offense. So I think that's what's giving Tyler Buckner his confidence. Kenny's giving his confidence. And then Sam feels like he can be in a room and be like, I can learn. And Gino and his mentality is he's going to let me learn. Sometimes at Notre Dame, the past 10 years, it was like, it was like, man, know it. It wasn't like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get you into it. It was like, you either learn it or you don't. And that's a pretty tough situation to be in. Think about Brandon situation. Now think about knowing it or not, getting the offense or don't. And now think about Brandon's situation. That's a stressful place to be. Because now it's like, if I'm not running for five hundred and throwing for five hundred without picks, all touchdowns and and big, if I'm not playing perfect, if I'm doing the wrong thing, Ian might come in at any moment. And they're not gonna tell me. They are just gonna be like, "Well, you just didn't get it, or whatever, or you throwing to me picks." Or it's a stressful position. But with Gino, I feel like it's like, "Okay, Sam, we'll understand. We know that you just got here. We're not gonna act like you've been here all this mm-hmm. whole time. So we're gonna work with you. We're not gonna act like Tyler's gonna usurp you right now. You know, we're gonna let you develop because we want you to be here to win the game. That's 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 great." I don't think Sam could operate like that, talking the way he did with Tommy. Lathering up Tyler's back like that. I don't know if he could have Tommy would have been like, Oh, yeah, oh, I'll just go with Tyler But You know what I'm saying? It would have been one of those situations. I don't so I'm glad where we are, and yeah, Gino's a good transition for us. So maybe the the hippie movement is is, is what you need.
1: Oh man. That still was one of the funniest parts of yesterday's show. Shout out to Tom Beloric! Happy birthday to you, my brother! Thank you for tapping in as always. Happy birthday! He said it's my birthday. I'm off work and can listen to LL live instead of later in the day. Go Irish! Go Irish! Enjoy your day off and enjoy your birthday, man. Eternal blessings.
3: What do you do on a day off? What do you think? <clears throat> what do you think is the best way to enjoy a day off? Because I always think it's stressful if you get like a a wednesday but you gotta go back thursday or something do you plan a day off i don't i don't feel like you can't man chat let
1: us know do you plan like do you plan out a day off like when you know you have a day off coming do you because most people like use it to go to the doctor use it to take care of business that they otherwise have not had an opportunity to take care of because of work and other commitments I don't know, bro. I mean, I mean technically, when you most know, of my day most of my day offs are really chill and impromptu.
3: But that makes it a day off, though, because if you plan a day off, you might as well go to work. I, I guess so. Because you know what, so. day off, you might wake up and eat some cereal. Usually, you do a breakfast sandwich. But if you planning your day off, like you gotta. Do all these activities you don't feel like you ever had off, right? Yeah, I
1: don't know. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Jason Smith said, Nah, I don't plan on my day off. Brian Van Gordas Burner says, I plan on doing nothing. I got Jay Henry said, You got to plan your itinerary. And you know, Jay was in the military, so he,
2: yeah, but, all
1: day. Brian what? Lothar says, Vacation, most likely. Lilo Galante said, wife does plan. I don't.
3: See, that's the key right there. Do you feel like your wife kind of handles the scheduling around? Are you kind of like, okay, I see the, the calendar. It's set up real, real nice. Mm.
1: Not for me. <laughs> Double Down says, nah, fam. A day off is just that. I do whatever I want, which is usually <laughs> nothing. Anthony O says, loosely planted, it. Marcel... I'm taking Friday off just to chill. So he he's already taking Friday off. You start taking those off days when it starts warming up. That's that's what happens.
3: Off days when it's warming up, huh? <laughs> uh, Domba
1: wop says Notre Not- Not- Dame quarterback room has an NIL deal with Bath and Body
3: Works. <laughs> They should. <laughs> All that feel good they got going on in there. And, it, it is, and it's great to have a supporter of QQ. Uh, right now, we need a warrior. You know what I'm saying? We need some of that raw masculine energy. You know, give us a Johnny. What would Notre Dame be like with a Johnny Manziel? We might be the hottest team in a decade. Is Notre Dame oh, enough yeah. of a party school for Johnny Manziel? It was the individual's effort. He created that.
1: No, I'm just saying with, with Notre Dame be able to fuel a Johnny Manziel. You know, okay, he needs ben, his ben, party, bro. Great.
3: Okay, what about Baker?
1: I don't like Baker, so let's not connect him with Notre <laughs> Dame in any way, form, or fashion. He's a jerk. Oh. He's like Iris says he used to plan it. Now he's retired, and it's a different story now.
3: Different story. Yeah, you can't can't do the same thing forever.
1: So we talked about recruiting in a way, right? When you said when Notre Dame will be in 15 years. Once again, in about 20 minutes or so, we'll tap into Chris O'Leary and his safeties and some of the spring pressure groups and individuals under pressure during the spring. Thank you for those of you all that have tapped in with us today. Make sure you smash that like button for us. We greatly appreciate it. But I was thinking about teams like Georgia, right? The teams that ultimately you're going to have to pull off an upset, right? To get things done. And I was brought to an article in the Athletic Left. And the article is entitled, where do SEC teams recruit most often? A closer look at where schools find talent. And it was written by Manny Navarro, who actually joined us on the show about a month ago.
3: Oh, now, it, I'm, I'm, and he put Ohio like at the bottom half of the, the top places or something when we talked about this. Mm,
1: I don't remember. Manny was really dealing with the five stars and how they correlate to the NFL.
3: Right. I thought we had like a best high school state or something conversation. Oh. oh, maybe in the midst of the interview we did, he
1: disrespected, you felt disrespected. I'm like, Ohio's definitely top. You can go ahead and do this to him if you want to. You
3: so I didn't even know uh Tony Yayo started that. Not John Cena. John Cena got it from Tony Yayo, oh, whatever. The cult,
1: dude, the culture always starts. Look, look, I don't even look. <laughs>
3: I really didn't know. I really thought John Cena started. So
1: (laughs) Alabama gets the bulk of this. This is the last five years of recruiting for each school. Very interesting. And then we'll get to know today. Alabama gets the bulk of this recruits from Alabama. What do you think the other two states?
3: Georgia, Florida. Easy. 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 And a a couple kids from Cali at like certain positions, like quarterback. No,
1: it's actually the top three schools are actually Florida, Georgia, and Texas. Those are the top three states.
3: That makes sense because it's speed and size. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Arkansas. Mm, It's not really a high school football state. They get the bulk of their talent from Texas.
3: I can imagine that.
1: And then Georgia.
3: Georgia. They get Texas,
1: Georgia, and then Arkansas.
3: Texas. They get their talent from Arkansas? They get talent from Arkansas. Wait, Georgia? Had, in 2022,
1: they signed 10 kids from Arkansas. Georgia? No,
3: we're talking about Arkansas. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were talking about Georgia. Okay.
1: Arkansas. Yeah, we, hey, we're going to alphabetical order here. Georgia's right. coming up down the road.
3: Well, that, that, that makes sense. You got to have some in-state kids if you're Arkansas, for sure.
1: Yeah. Auburn.
3: They get it from Alabama, Georgia, and and probably uh, Texas.
1: No, it's Alabama, Georgia, and then Florida is far behind. So they load up on Alabama and Georgia. Yeah,
3: but are we talking, when we say load up, are we talking about offense and defense alignment?
1: We're talking about total recruits, man. Now, you trying to break down like positions and all that. We just, yes, talking I mean, about if you recruit
3: Alabama, I'm thinking you're getting the offensive, defensive, uh, like interior guys from there. No,
1: Alabama this year has like two of the top defensive backs in the 24 class.
3: Mm. Well, you see, okay. You see, last year was the guy from Florida, Cormani McClain, that, that chose Colorado. It's pretty
1: good football in Alabama,
3: bro. No, for sure, for sure, no, for sure. Like Huey Towns is great. Bo Jackson, I mean Bo uh, Bo Nicks came from Alabama. Bo Nicks is doing well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Florida. I mean, dude.
3: Yeah, everybody they up on talent
1: from Florida. I mean, eighty
3: percent of the team is from yeah, Florida.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's Florida, I mean, in the state of Georgia, and then and third texas is far behind
3: yes yes
1: georgia now we we hit them your bulldogs left <clears throat> bro they they don't have to lead the state bro they just don't they just don't it's it's a it's really a disadvantage or an advantage for them disadvantage to everyone else they don't have to lead the state of, and then they just go get somebody from florida it's georgia yeah. and florida
3: that's I it see. That's it. The Georgia. number one quarterback in 26 is out of Georgia. He's so good. I wish Notre Dame were recruiting Julian Williams.
1: Okay. He's the truth.
3: The truth. That'd be the, the training with Deshaun and all the pros, and just he has like six, He was the gate the Georgia player of the year as a freshman. He threw for like 4,600 yards, 45 touchdowns. It's
1: like, right, it's, right. It's, <laughs>
3: And he's out of Georgia and Georgia already got Buford, the school, and yeah. So I can imagine they're hot right now. And
1: yeah. Now, this is interesting. Geographically it makes sense though. But just from a conference standpoint, you would be like, really? Kentucky. Kentucky football is. So yeah. they average, they average six commits from the state per class which is pretty low. You know, Georgia has classes from the state of Georgia of like 14 kids from the state of Georgia out of the entire class.
3: Because high school football in Georgia is so good right now. It's just so good.
1: Yeah. Guess what's second for Kentucky as far as players? Ohio? Ohio.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky was heavy recruiting. In Ohio, heavy. It was right there, they board each other, heavy, so heavy, heavy,
1: yeah, yeah. And then after Ohio is Georgia. I thought that was very interesting. I well, thought that personally was very being
3: from Ohio, I know Kentucky heavily recruits. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really That's interesting. That's what made me start thinking that Kentucky was more Midwest, that just happens to be like because we were so close and they never really, you don't really see big time. Southern recruits at Kentucky. Yeah. But if you visit Kentucky, you're like, this is the most SEC school of the SEC yeah. schools. <laughs>
1: now, LSU, <laughs> they don't have to go anywhere, dude. No, they don't leave the state. No. For the last five years, double-digit signees out of their state. Easily. 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 There's 10, 11, 10. It's, they don't have to go anywhere. They're like Nebraska,
3: Nebraska, man. They they love Louisiana football down there. Like the kids are like – it's like Florida. It's hard to get a kid out of Florida that's a top recruit. Yeah.
1: Texas is second on that list. I, I expected them to go to Georgia, but Texas is far and above the second place they go for talent.
3: Any any state that borders Texas is going to have the heavy influence of recruiting because they – I mean, it's the biggest state. In Texas, you can always find you a running back, always find you a big offensive, defensive lineman.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And the style of football is, like, very similar. All about speed, like Louisiana, all about speed. It's hard to get over Texas if you're bordering the state.
1: Mississippi State. Texas, this is crazy. Mississippi State 23, 14 in state, 22, 13 in state, 21, 9 in state, 20, 16 in state. They really they just rack
3: up in Mississippi. Hometown team, they don't have a man, they
1: don't go anywhere. They just rack up in Mississippi. And then their second most important state is Alabama.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. Alabama. That makes sense.
1: Alabama followed by Louisiana for Mississippi State.
3: Wow. I didn't know that they had that many in-state, but it makes sense because they're not a national power. Like, nobody in Oregon is like, man, I can't wait to visit (laughs) Mississippi
1: State. State. Yeah. (laughs) But that kind of goes to Deuce Knight, right? Hmm. Where his... He's been to he has visits to Mississippi State, and I forget the other school coming up. Mississippi State and South Carolina. He's already been to Notre Dame and Tennessee.
3: Damn, those are good schools right there.
1: You know, but
3: Tennessee right now they're not gonna have availability for a minute, so I could just x them out right now.
1: I think Notre Dame. I, honestly, I think Notre Dame is in first place for the kid right it now. should be. And he said that he's going to make a decision before the start of his June season. He's committed.
3: He should. He should also do that. That's a good decision. But um, I mean, come on. I think Notre Dame is still open for a, a franchise guy to come in. Even though we got some good talent, it's it's more open than Alabama is. Is more open than Clemson. Is more open than. Well, I think Ohio State's pretty open. But in terms of like opportunity, man, we could we could splash with something. Well
1: Ohio State lost theirs, right? Because Dylan Rayola yeah, wants Ohio to they're wide
3: open. They looking for a QB for sale a QB for hire over there for sure. I mean, yeah, they, they got confidence, Kyle McCord, but they, he's not CJ Stroud, Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, Braxton Miller. Like these are home run. Oh, they just had a run. Let's just talk about it. Right? That's a Back. run. Like, come on. You got <laughs> <laughs> So, that's a huge gap to replace for anybody. Yeah. But maybe Kyle can, you know, be the Joe Burrow of Ohio state. <laughs>
2: Missouri.
3: They're probably all over the place, huh? You
1: know what? Shockingly, you're on to something, love. See? See? In-state, average about
3: five or six. But they got good high school football players. We got them. (laughs) We got all they best St. Louis. They're stupid.
1: (laughs) Dude, Texas is heavy. Heavy. And then third is like a tie between four states.
3: Yeah, yeah, because they're getting the scraps from the SEC teams that getting, like, the high – like, for real, if you had to think of like, that's why I knew it was all over the place, because in-state, we're getting them. Yeah, they're going to Alabama or they're going to, you know – Missouri doesn't have a a sticking point in their recruiting, for real, in my opinion. Like, our offensive coordinator went there, so he was telling me about it. It's kind of like a transfer kid's heaven. You know, they're not going to develop four-year talent necessarily to be great. Yeah. They can have a good team with a bunch of transfers like a Tennessee, you know, because their coaching is all over the place.
1: Ole Miss, now they are the the direct opposite of Mississippi State, which Mississippi State is all about in-state kids. Ole Miss, they bring in an average of four kids.
3: Oh Miss is a hit. national recruiting program. They just they just got a quarterback from Arizona committed, Desmond Williams. So it's like they don't – they're a national program because they're their coach.
1: Alabama and Georgia, bro.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Alabama and Georgia. Ole Miss is like the one – like, remember when they had 2013, the Dominick and Sue, Le, uh, Laquan, Trent, Well, I'm like, oh, they're trying to go. They're trying to go for the goal. They're not looking yeah. to be just SEC. Yeah. Champion. yeah.
1: They sent the bag up here. I'll leave it at that. <laughs>
3: They had to.
1: You're like yeah. Laquan. You're going to go to Mississippi, really? That's the only way Laquan didn't end yeah. up in Notre Dame. For real? It had to be. It had to be. You remember Niles? Niles goes to his school was he, on the same he, squad. No, they yeah. on the same championship, yes. state championship squad. Yes. You know, and they got Niles. And the only reason Laquan didn't end up going with Niles is that bag was real.
3: It had to be. Because who who's going to Mississippi from Chicago? As a top, come on.
1: Hey, hold on now. You go. Know, I mean, it's a lot of people from Mississippi with Mississippi roots. I'll be in Mississippi later this month, bro, with my dad.
3: I'm so. For an athlete's perspective, is any basketball player? or Was I not an athlete, bro? No, I'm what saying like about? LaQuan Treadwell. Let's just be specific.
1: I'm sure he has roots in Mississippi. I'm but pretty sure. He's not
3: you think he's thinking of those roots in the recruitment, or he thinking? Not after that paper bag showed up. <laughs> I know. So if it wasn't for the paper bag, he not. Oh, no. No. oh no. Miss. That's what no. I'm saying. Like no, no.
1: That's the only thing that got old Miss on the on the top five.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, oh, he yeah. might have some family members yeah. and you trace it back, but come on, he ain't going to old Miss. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks, who we just smacked up in the Gator Bowl. They average about seven kids.
3: They have a strong in-state because of Clemson. Yeah, they have a strong in-state, yeah. you know, love for the school. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. So I can but, imagine, that. and and they go. I mean, Georgia's literally what the board is like an hour to an hour mm-hmm. and a half away.
3: But that's why South Carolina is sneakily really talented. You know, if they just figure it out, they could be a top SEC team every year. Mm-hmm.
1: Tennessee, shockingly. I thought Tennessee would really dominate the talent in Tennessee. There's some pretty good competition in high school football in Tennessee.
3: There's a lot of charter schools.
1: Yeah, dude, but they have like years of two, another year of two, another year of five. They only have one year of double digits. That was in 2020. If I'm not mistaken, that was like the COVID year. So you really couldn't go out and recruit. It's pretty much Tennessee in the state of Georgia. That's it. They load up in Georgia every year.
3: Listen, Georgia got enough for it, dude. How much,
1: How many talented football players are in the state of Georgia, bro? This is bananas.
3: Well, you got to think about the number
1: one school, number one state for somebody. It's the number two state for just about every SEC school.
3: But nowadays, you know, the culture of football has grown in Georgia, and you got kids that move to Georgia to play football now. Got gotcha. you. So gotcha. just that's why modern day in Bosco and these schools out here is only, a there's all these schools in California but it's three that has all the town and people be from all over the world and feel like, you know, so now everything's about chartered football, private like basketball. Hey, you know? I can
1: tell you now, it's a full generation from the city of Chicago that lives in Atlanta right now. Oh, for a fact. I can tell you that for a fact. There's at least three million. Easily. Over the last decade, at least three million people have left Chicago to go to Atlanta. Easily. Because is
0: expensive right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> from, a tax, from a tax standpoint. This the whole state tax is standpoint.
3: Ridiculous. Think about over here. You can't you can't even make over what it's like hundred thousand without being taxed, something crazy, sixty percent or something wild. Sixty. You can't be if you make over. Was it like two hundred thousand or something? They're gonna hit you heavy. So it's like they. I don't even want to be rich out here.
1: And of course, you would expect Texas AM and double digits in the state of Texas every year with their classes. And it's really between Florida and georgia on a small scale vanderbilt
3: (laughs) they get whatever they can they get
1: whatever they can texas georgia alabama mississippi florida they they go get players wherever they can right so that's where the top talent goes in the sec geographically so once again notre dame does not have a local state factory that can give talent to Notre Dame on an annual basis right The state of Indiana is not about to give Notre Dame 10 high level players.
3: But technically where we're located, we can get a couple from Chicago see
1: now see now this is where this is where, this is where you know, this is where I'm about to tell you that uh, Brian Kelly and the former staff dropped the ball
2: because
1: mm. they got so enamored with Ohio, <laughs> <laughs> they got so enamored with Pennsylvania.
3: Wow, wait, we had, wait, Pennsylvania got some players now,
1: they got so enamored with Canada,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. We had, we had, we ain't got passports.
1: <laughs> that they they forgot every time they win a national championship, what city has led the way historically?
3: Oh,
1: if Notre Dame ain't winning a darn thing without Chicago. If we keep it in? <laughs> if we just look at the lettermen and the, the 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 rosters of the championship teams, we all keep it a buck right now. You know what I mean? You can fall in love with Ohio. You go man, ahead and man. fall in love with all these other states if you want to. Fall in love with California. Facts are facts.
3: Oh man. Okay, so that's all I'm saying, saying bro, bro. I'm what?
1: just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just we that's all I'm saying, that, bro. Though,
3: what positions were from coming from Chicago that were winning these championships? Was it we was getting the receivers? We get the linemen from Chicago, Alex Bars, Sam Mustafa. You know, what oh, I mean,
1: Mustapher was from Maryland, man. Oh, come I'm on. Sorry. Don't, don't do that to us, dude. I'll be thinking because
3: he me. played for Chicago. So, don't
1: so. See? there you we, go.
3: That's that So, we are waiting. I mean, we're, we're getting Justin Scott. we trying to pull that off. He should he shouldn't be the only one
1: that you get from Chicago this year? And we all oh, well, first of all, you got Cam Williams already in the fold Yeah.
3: From Chicago. That's right.
1: Right? 24. Justin Scott, 24. So. You should be getting Marquis Lightfoot. So where should Chicago 24. be? For our it's about if you're not getting four players from Chicago every year, something's wrong. Okay, so four.
3: Okay. So that was
1: That's, it. That's all I'm saying. But Notre Come Dame, up. we get that though. We get four every year. But I'm saying Brian Kelly didn't give a darn about Chicago. <laughs> Best player he got for Chicago was Tommy Reese.
3: Oh, don't no, don't say that. Who? Davaris.
1: Did Davaris have a better career than Tommy?
3: No, Tommy. Have, okay, but that okay, that's true. But Davaris was a better player.
1: I would agree with that,
3: but obviously, I mean, Tommy had a good career. Like, okay, um we've had some. i mean, You got me thinking. Chicago. Niles, Niles had a pretty good. He was a better player. niles get,
1: Morgan was definitely a better player than. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, we have. When's the last? Oh, Miles Boykin, first rounder or was a fourth rounder? He was a tight end in high school. And then he was Notre Dame's number one receiver in 2018. Remember one-handed catch against LSU? That Come on, y'all. We can get Chicago now.
1: Yo, bro. <laughs> you know, Coach Vic, Coach Vic, that's something to think about. I don't know if I count Barrington as Chicago. Let me think about that. <laughs> that might be more Wisconsin than anything, bro. Oh, uh, here we go. I give slack to a lot of these suburban schools i do i get like <laughs> to the western suburbs they do sit like right on the edge of like midway and i go usually, as far as vernon hills i usually go as far as vernon hills is right there next to o'hare as okay. long as you, you know if you want you go past the airport bro okay so if you're <laughs> further north than the airport you pretty much wisconsin <laughs> you and
3: gary and oh, yeah. oh you're in milwaukee you yeah milwaukee. you're in mil
1: yeah you're in Milwaukee. If you pass, if you go further north to O'Hare Airport, I don't even know about oh, you. You're a Milwaukee
3: buck now. You can't, you can't. it. Hey, the toll stays the same. The only thing that changes is the potholes. The potholes are crazy in Milwaukee, but other than that, you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Look, this is funny.
1: Josh Buffalo said we got three four stars and two three stars under Kelly from Chicago. That's it. Five in a, in a span, how long
3: was he here left? 10, how years, long? ten, years. ten years. You got five dudes from Chicago. We, 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 we've had more. Okay, you got to think of all the uh, he got. No,
1: I know Robert, uh, the running back, he didn't recruit. I think Weiss recruited Robert, uh, what's his name, man? Hughes, Robert Hughes. The big running back.
3: Oh, Ben Skaronic. He's from Chicago, isn't he?
1: I gotta see. Let me let me see what Ben is from. Dog. <laughs> ben went to Northwestern first, so I gotta check. <laughs> I, gotta, I, I gotta. I gotta check and see.
3: I don't know. Right, let me check That's the map. Chicago's finest now. Let, he me, a, cha- let me check he the map on Ben. He's Chicago Super Bowl champion.
1: <laughs> that Super Bowl don't mean a darn thing to me, bro. <laughs> No, see, Ben Skaronic is from, is from Fort Wayne, Indiana, bro. Oh, okay. Oh.
3: There you go. There you go.
1: Always trying to throw somebody on Chicago,
3: bro. Always. And the way he reps it, I, I couldn't tell the difference. He was repping Chicago heavy, so. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man.
1: Lucky left podcast. But no, seriously. Notre Dame has to prioritize Chicago. 2023. In my opinion, there are three kids that they should get from Chicago that are good enough to make an impact in Notre Dame in the class of two thousand twenty. I mean twenty four. I mean, class of two thousand twenty five is at least five kids. Five minimum five kids from Chicago should go to Notre Dame in two thousand twenty five. Are, are
3: they five stars or what? Minimum. Are they are they four stars?
1: Are they five stars? They dogs. Oh, they minimum just- five. Okay, minimum five. But see, this is what's going to happen. See, this is why I'm happy. <laughs> is Notre Dame can stay in love with Ohio. I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind because we're going to give Ohio some love in a few minutes. LL, LL Nation, we're going to show Ohio some love. In a few minutes.
3: <gasps> we got
2: Jabron You do know, I
1: understand that the head coach is from Ohio, so he he's got a little biased. Yeah, he's yeah. a little biased. That's cool. He's a little biased. I don't mind that. I understand that. If I you was the head
3: coach, close, man, if you I mean, was the head coach
1: from Notre Dame, you best guarantee you'd be about six, seven dudes from Chicago every year on the squad. So I understand.
3: I, I'm, not, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not going to be shady. What if Marcus Freeman knows something that you do I'm, Maybe he knows there's a certain I'm place. About, in I promise.
1: I promise. Oh, I thought you were about to say about Chicago. I was about to oh, no, promise.
3: See, you Marcus take Freeman
1: is a wise, him. is a wise dude and very intelligent, but he does not know more about Chicago than me. That's one thing I'm pretty sure of.
3: Now he, okay, he was leaning on Tommy. Now Tommy was supposed to be the knockout Chicago guy.
1: Once again, Tommy was part of the ten years of five kids from Chicago. <laughs> so I don't want to hear that. Oh, I don't want to hear that.
3: That's Mister Chicago. You know he played from there. You first know, first of
1: all, that dude is not Mister Chicago. Mister <laughs> Chicago for who, <laughs> or to who?
3: He reps. He says he reps Chicago.
1: Oh, I mean, you can say whatever you want to say about yourself. He's, he's more than welcome to do that. He's more than welcome to do that. I don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind them going and getting the best talent from St. Louis. Yes, you understand yeah. the situation. Indiana is not a gold mine when it comes to high school football. We understand. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, you'll get a Jalen Smith,
3: the Drake Bowen. You're gonna Drake get you a Bowen. linebacker.
1: Yeah, they'll He'll give get you linebacker. You know. They missed out on a kid. They missed out a they missed out on a kid in the 23 class out of Maryville. He's a D tackle up in Michigan right now.
3: Oh, wait a minute. We got they missed out, uh,
1: they missed out on him.
3: Cole Komet. Cole Komet from uh, Chicago, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he went to St. Uh he, yeah, went to Saint yeah. he went to St. Byder. Yeah. St. Viator is on the it's, it's 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 in the borders. It's in the hey, borders.
3: Julian Love. Look, we get Chicago now. Look
1: once again, five and ten years. You naming the five, dude. Like <laughs> you're about to name the five. I mean, that's all you're doing. I name more than matter of fact, love. you're making my point stronger. So okay. basically, you just named NFL Wait. talent. Wait, from Kerry Chicago. Carrie Neal.
3: Chicago. You said who Kerry Neal the linebacker.
1: Carrie wasn't from Chicago, bro. He,
3: yeah. Carrie, is he from?
1: Come on, bro.
2: Come
3: on. He is, he lives in Chicago now. You would have, he lives, he, see,
1: everybody wants to live here, bro. That cat was from Burns, North Carolina. See, there you go. There you go. There you go. Come on, man. There you go. There you go. Y'all dude, we know Notre Dame players love to come here and live here. Tony Rice, yeah, yeah, Gary Neal, all the Notre Dame players want to come here and live here. You better recruit here if you want to win. That's all I'm saying.
3: Brian Kelly recruited a bunch of the walk-ons that were from Chicago and like the filler players. Like guys, that's
1: what I'm saying. He was disrespectful. That's mad disrespectful. disrespectful. That's (laughs) disrespectful. (laughs) That's mad disrespectful. That showed you how lazy he was. Mm. He didn't have to do anything, dude. He could have taken the Uber. Dude, I checked. The Uber to South Bend is like $35. Damn. Yeah, that's not bad. No. <laughs> that's not it's
0: 35
1: bad. That dude could have caught an Uber up here for 35 bucks. <laughs> expensed it. Recruited. Man, look. So, yeah, it needs to be four or five from Chicago, three or four from St. Louis, four or five from Ohio.
3: But remember. Go ahead and hit Texas. Wait a minute. But remember the situation Brian Kelly got comfortable in was, look, there's nothing I could do here. He settled with the narrative. So. Maybe there was Chicago guys that he wanted to get, but he done gave up in year five
1: because he knew what he
3: was dealing with. We talked about that.
1: Look, man, I'm going to leave it at this. (laughs) Keep playing stupid if you want to. (laughs) That cat Brett Bielema is about about to have a squad of champagne if Notre Dame keeps sleeping. I can tell you that. Keep sleeping. Keep sleeping. And watch how quick Illinois gets good.
3: good. Because he made Wisconsin a, a powerhouse when they were rolling.
1: They already got a wide receiver that wasn't good enough for Notre Dame.
3: Oh, from IMG?
1: Dude just happens to be the number one wide receiver in the state of Illinois.
3: You know. He wasn't a Tate. Okay. Line. Right. But Tate was the number one receiver in the country or something like that. Wasn't he?
1: Oh yeah, but you know, he didn't play high school football in Illinois.
3: Oh yeah, he was at IMG.
1: No, he's at IMG. But shout out to our boy. I talked to him. Shout out to Carnell, man. He should be playing in the next. You yeah. Team. He's yeah. he's according to reports, he's doing his thing.
3: Yeah,
1: he's doing
3: his thing. So I hope he gets the targets.
1: I didn't talk to him. I was texting with him. But yeah, shout out to him.
3: Yeah, like, I think he's gonna. You know, so know. it was
1: like. St. Louis, Ohio, and Chicago. That's your base, bro.
3: That's your base. You wouldn't say Michigan? Because we get a lot of Michigan guys. They get
1: quarterbacks from
3: Michigan, dude. Well, well, we got – a well, for a stretch, we had a lot of defense. They got – they
1: did go get Michigan over the last two – all right, I'll throw Michigan in there. I don't like Michigan for multiple reasons. you, I'm an Illinois grad and a Notre Dame fan. Come on, it's hard for me to like the state. Man,
3: there's some nice players up there that we grab here and there. You
1: know, I man. agree with that. I agree with that. So let's see. They need it. Texas, Michigan, not Texas. Texas is not your your, your we big. You
3: only people, get no. like two or three
1: people. No, um, Ohio, St. Louis, Chicago, Michigan.
3: Okay, and then our and we sprinkle our Florida in there. We'll get we'll get a, a handful of Florida,
1: Florida, Texas, California, and, probably, and the DMV. You got to hit up the DMV, yeah, the DMV, and, and, DMV and Pennsylvania.
3: Yeah, we get yeah, yeah. We get some good yeah. areas. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. We're not a big, we're not a big. Well, maybe that'll change. We're, we're recruiting out of Georgia all the time. Yeah, or Alabama. That would be nice. Now, if we yeah. added those two states, I think we'll we'll really have something. If we drop maybe Pennsylvania, you lose what a tight end or alignment, maybe maybe a linebacker. Pick up. Georgia or Alabama states. Mm. I mean, because, you know, we'll get kids to go to us before they go to Missouri or, you know, Kentucky or something. You know what I mean? I think we can. Now, I'm about to say
1: something disrespectful.
3: Coach Vic might throw
1: something at the screen when I say this because he says, you know, instead of St. Louis, just say Missouri because Jay Reddell is from uh, Hannibal and that. Is from Kate, the the lineman they're going after. Is from KC. You know, I'm a Chicago dude, so you know I put St. Louis and KC all in the same bag. It's all the same bag. Now that's real disrespectful to people from Missouri. <laughs> the St. Louis and Kansas City are not the same. So coach Coach Vic is probably throwing something at the screen right now. <laughs> lucky Lucky Podcast, man. We come back. We'll talk and hear from Chris O'Leary and his safeties, and we'll see if they can ease some of the anxiety about the position going into the offseason and into fall camp. Lucky Lefty Podcast, we spin it different.
2: It's happening daily. mypatriotsupply.com